0: When we need to sort things out in football, we turn to Chalk Talk and we turn to the two men who are the MCs, the directors, the producers of Chalk Talk, former coach Chuck Reedy, former coach Ellis Johnson. It's good to have the two of them with us one more time for this football season. We'll get them back again around the bowl games. Coach Reedy, great to have you with us. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, sir. I did,
1: Phil, and uh, thank you. It's good to be with you.
0: Thank you. Did you eat your turkey fried or what?
1: No, nah, I told you I was going to cook it on the big green egg. Oh, That's the big green
0: egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it good? Yes, sir. It was very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Did you put a rub on it or just cook it bare?
1: <laughs> just No, I,
0: put, I put, put some rub on it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I, uh, now, uh, Coach Johnson, how was your turkey on Thursday?
2: It was great. Got to eat with all three of my kids, and it was really fun. I didn't have to cook anything, but uh, it was really nice.
0: I mean, what'd you do? Who who brought the food?
2: I had to go to the ex's house to eat. Yeah.
1: You're prying too much, Bill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know if he brought in pizza from Domino's. I don't know what Coach Johnson's doing, you know?
2: Well her mom her mom is one of the best cooks in the state of South Carolina. And only thing I did wrong in the divorce mediation, I did not get it stated that I could still go and eat <laughs> at her house and
0: said, <laughs> Okay. Well you live and learn next time. Next time you'll include no, that in no, the no. clause. <laughs> All right, uh, enough giggles. Uh, well, the Gamecocks are giggling and the Tigers are crying. Chuck, it's amazing what two weeks in college football can do to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, after that Florida game, I mean, they were. Uh, I mean, that's about as bad as you can play in the last two weeks. I mean, they've played. You know, they played at a level as good as anybody in the country.
0: Yeah, what do you? What do you uh, put your finger on for well, that reason?
1: I, I think. Well, one of the things, I, I think they, they simplified things. Um, you know, that, that's one thing they did. I, you know, I know that they, you know, we've talked about this before, this, this personnel groupings that was such a big deal. I know they simplified that and reduced that down. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that they went into the Tennessee game, and you know, with a, a much simpler game plan and, and let the guys play. Um, you know, and and then carried through to Clemson. I, I I know this about about football players. If they're having to think a lot, instead of reacting, they're not going to play real good. I mean, if they can just go out there and react and play without having to think a whole lot, they'll play a heck of a lot better. And I think that's what we've seen the last two weeks. And they've you know they've played well and they they've had a, you know had fun doing it.
0: Yeah, no question. The fun is in the winning. Uh, Ellis, as they always say. What did you see? You you take the Clemson game for us first here both ways. Gamecocks and Tigers, what did you see? I mean, it's a one-point game, so it, it really could have gone either way. Um, what did you see as some of the key points both ways? Well,
2: I, it, was, it was really kind of a crazy game. It wasn't a very pretty game. We had some, <clears throat> some ugly plays and all that. I thought it was a heck of a game. But what got Clemson, uh, the quarterback was not good. But he didn't throw a pick until, the very, until almost the end of the game. And they were running the football well. But the problem is when they got the safety on Clemson, uh, Clemson got the safety on Carolina, excuse me, they fumbled a kickoff. They lost a possession. Then you go later on, uh, they fumbled a punt. Mm-hmm. They lost a possession. So they gave away possession. I think Carolina finished with 17 possessions. And if you don't want to count the one sport the half of the game where they were killing it, 16 possessions is a lot of possessions in an average college football game. Uh, and, and with Clemson having just run the football and not been able to get any big plays out of the passing game, those numbers of possessions is what what won the football game for them. Again, Carolina was better than Clemson in the kicking game. Uh, the, now, I've already mentioned the fumble punt. They also downed two of them inside the five late in the game, and that makes it almost impossible to score. If you're not throwing the football well. So obviously Rattler had big plays on you know in the passing game, but he also tried to give the game to Clemson. At one point they could have put him to sleep, but they fumbled that kickoff there. And then DJ DJ was just not good during the game. And it made Clemson have to go the long way.
0: Yeah. Uh chalk talk with Chuck Reedy, Ellis Johnson. Uh Chuck, um Clemson got real quarterback problems? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's obvious. And, uh, you know, um, I don't think they have any – I don't think that Klubnik – obviously he's not ready to play. If he was ready at all, they would have played him. I mean, you you can't play with a guy playing as poorly as as DJ's playing and and not make a change unless the other guy's just not ready. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Dabo has shown in the past, you know, with – um, you know, with Cole Stout and with Kelly Bryant, you know, that he'll make a change if, if, you know, if you've got a, a better guy in the wings and, you know, um, obviously they don't, or they don't feel like they do, or they'd have made a change at this point.
0: So you're watching this game and I mean, Clemson's leading most of the game. It didn't, didn't lose mm-hmm. the lead until that field goal with 10:54 to go. So they go into the fourth quarter with the lead. And, you know, at that point they've mm-hmm. kind of survived some of their, their own mistakes. And they have been running the ball with Shipley. He had 130-something yards for the game. They'd been running the ball uh, well and lay from time to time and throwing a little mafé here, a little pace there. Yet they totally, uh, almost totally forgot the running game in the fourth quarter. What do you think Brandon Streeter was thinking? If you could sit down with Brandon Streeter, what would you ask him? What would you tell him?
1: Well, I'm going to deviate just a minute here, and I'm going to give you my opinion. Okay. If you look at their, if you look at their offensive staff, look at all five of their offensive coaches. Um, the the oldest, obviously, is Streeter. They had no experience whatsoever beyond Clemson. You know, Streeter was you know he was at Liberty for a few years, he was at Richmond for a few years, and he's Clemson the rest of his career. Um, Austin was at Georgia State for two years. Um, that's it. C.J. Spiller never coached anywhere, you know, until he coached at Clemson. Uh, Grisham never coached anywhere until he coached at Clemson. Uh, Kyle Richardson coached high school ball till he came to Clemson. They have no, they have no experience other than the Clemson way. That's all they know, and you know, and I, you know, it's coming back to haunt them. I mean, you you. And and they have nobody. Uh, you know, I, I experienced this at Baylor. I lost a couple of veteran guys and replaced them with young guys, thinking I was going to be there a long time. Which wasn't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but 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 when it, when when things don't go well, you need some guys that have had experience that can right the ship. They don't have that. And, and, you know, and, and of course, they, they lost Jeff Scott. You know, he was replaced by Grisham. Grisham may be a great coach. I, I don't even know the guys. I'm just telling you, they're young. They haven't been around. They don't have much experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, the, and the guy that nobody talks about, um, Robbie Caldwell, there was a guy that was on that staff who'd been around, who had great experience. I guarantee you he's the guy they miss because they don't have a guy like that who's been around and when things go tough, you need somebody that has had some experience and can, you know, can kind of hold it together and get you on the right track. And I just, I don't think they have, you know, they don't have anywhere to go. All they've got is closing. and you know, they've been that way for two years now. Yeah. I mean, and there's just no change. And you know, I don't know. You know, Dabble has shown in the past that he would make a, uh, you know, he'd make a change. But, you know, he, it's a little different now. I mean, he's established, and, and Dabo's very stubborn, and he's very loyal, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, something's not right. And, you know, they need to, you know, they need to get it right.
0: Uh, Ellis, what do you think about that? Um, d- does Clemson need some fresh eyes, some outside opinion, some outside approach to, to get them back? Are, are they slipping? Do you see a program in decline?
2: I think that'd be a little bit too strong of a word. Uh, what they've caught in right now, they don't have the type of receivers they were used to that could separate. A lot of DJ's throws he has to make are a lot harder than other quarterbacks have to make. They cannot get separation. And I know they're highly recruited players, but they I mean, they just don't separate. Uh, the second thing I agree with a lot of what Chuck said, you've got a group of guys who come up through a system. So you don't have those one or two voices in that, that. says, well, why don't you do this? Here's what our problem is. And here's the way we had to come out of it when we were at Tennessee or whatever. And I agree with a lot, he says. But the biggest thing on offense right now is the quarterback has days where he just can't see things. But I'll say on the other side, it ain't easy to see them sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just not running themselves open. Uh, and they've been used to that. They've been getting—they've been used to getting those you know, six chunk plays every game, and that—that that really opens it up. Uh, if you want to know why they had to abandon the running game, because Carolina downed the ball inside the five twice. You're not gonna call passes with a guy having a hard day. I mean, excuse me. You're not gonna run the football from you know from the two-yard line late in the game. If you know if you feel like the guy's got to make a play to get you out of there, you don't trust him. So they had no choice. But it just—I don't think—I think they really—they do have a, a problem at quarterback. I don't think that's why they lost that game the other day. On a singular basis, they put themselves in a the hole with those turnovers and the kicking game, and uh, it just—it was something they couldn't overcome because they don't have any big play potential.
0: Chuck, I mean, here we are talking about Clemson, and I'm using the words in decline because they're going to mm-hmm. miss the playoffs for the second straight year. Yet they've won 10 games. They got a chance to win 12. If they win Saturday and they win their bowl game, I mean a program is not in decline if it's winning twelve games, but unfortunately, I think you know mindset today in college football for for programs like Clemson and the handful of programs who who go to the playoffs is if you don't make the playoffs, it's bust it's a It's a lousy season
1: well yeah they you know they they had six straight years where they went, and so that's the expectation now. And so anything anything less than that is a disappointment, and, and you know, and no, and that that that's that's the way fans are. I mean, you know, you go back and look at Steve Spurrier at Florida. The reason he left Florida because he just got tired of people complaining if they lost a game, you know, and and you know, and, and you you know, you can you can see it with Dabo. I mean, you know, it, 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 he's very touchy about it, and I don't blame him. I mean, they built a great program. But the expectations are where they are. And when you don't meet those expectations, um, you know, people are going to be upset about it. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, they, and then, of course, obviously losing to South Carolina just magnifies the whole thing.
0: Let's turn our attention back to the Gamecocks. What about the job Shane Beamer did this year? I mean, it's a very similar path to Will Muschamp uh, because Muschamp won eight regular season games in year two. He won his bowl game. He just didn't beat Clemson, but he won nine games. Now, you know, Beamer, he broke a lot of streaks. He beat Clemson. He beat A&M. He beat Kentucky. And um, he got to eight. He's got a chance to get to nine, Chuck. I mean, in year two, what do you think about the direction of this program in year two?
1: Well, you know, you can look at both programs. The trajectory for Carolina is up. You know Clemson. You know it's not up. It may be level or even, you know, down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now Shane Beamer. I mean, you know, all you can. I mean, you can't say any more. Um, you know, good things about him now. Obviously, they had some down games, and you know they've just. The only thing they've lacked is consistency. I mean, they're 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 down and they're up. They're down and they're up. You know, if they can just develop some consistency, I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, this was a, you know, a, a good season, and and you know, if they can go on and win the win a bowl game, um, you know, and um, <laughs> I'll tell you what Danny Ford told him the other day, mm. he said, or he told Clyde to tell him, yeah. he said, go to a bowl game that you can win. <laughs> <laughs> pick the game where you can play somebody that you can win you know because if they can win a bowl game and and win their last three games you know not only does it help recruiting but you know it just energizes the whole program
0: yeah well they don't get to pick it and uh they could end up as high up the chain as the uh citrus bowl uh could be the gator bowl could be the bowl game in tampa they're going to end up in a one of those three and 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 draw a pretty good opponent could be Notre Dame could be Florida State could be Illinois one of those uh, in the mix. Uh, Ellis, what's your take on what Beamer did in year two, and how does he how does he prevent from happening to him what happened to Muschamp? I mean, he can't prevent injuries, and I think one of the big reasons for Muschamp's downfall was the injury to Jake Bentley left him totally naked at quarterback that year but um, it may have been starting to decline some even before that happened. How does he prevent that from happening?
2: Well, you, you do it with recruiting. If you make, have any changes that you think are obviously need to be made with your staff or on your team, you do that in spite of the fact that everybody's you for it right now. You know A lot of this stuff's about expectations as, as compared to uh, accomplishments. And then you know we talk about streaks. The reason they broke so many streaks is because they didn't have no streaks, and they're playing against teams who have streaks. So, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, Mm. Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer has done an unbelievable job, not just the last two weeks, but the last two seasons. But if I'm him, my my next move is I'm over there right now, and I'm getting me an extension Mm. because if you look at the history, you, you mentioned it already. Will Muschamp went to a bowl game his second year and beat Michigan in the Outback Bowl and won nine games. And then he was gone three years later. And, and I think the questions we need to be asking, not as much about Shane Beamer, it's the overall picture. Are we going to end up moving this thing up through recruiting and other issues with staff hires and other things with how much money is committed to football or other issues in the athletic Department? Where do you want to be, Carolina? That's the question. So, there's it, nothing to say about Shane Bieber right now except he has done one hell of a job. And I think, you know, a lot of these things, Chuck mentioned it, consistency. There was none. But I never saw him show up to a game and not want to play, not be ready to play. They might have got beat. They might have got out executed, They might not have performed the way they should, but I never saw it be an effort thing. Saban commented the other day on NIL portal stuff and how it's taken away a little bit of team unity. And I think you see that across the board in college football, and it's only going to get worse. But it is very, very hard to have a real tight team culture in the locker room anymore because as soon as the portal opens, people start putting their names in it. Maybe somebody who wanted to go. You're glad they're gone, but it's still shifting sands. So I'm just saying that's, that is a little bit of a, a picture in the whole face of college football right now. Spencer's sitting with the same record right now that Nick Saban is. I think Nick Saban's a pretty good coach. Yeah. They got the same record. They ain't going to playoff season, And so everybody's sad. They're sad because of what they have achieved and where their program is. So let's don't talk about an individual. Let's talk about a program. Let's talk about the long haul. What do you want to be, Carolina?
0: Coaches Ellis Johnson and Chuck Reedy with us here on Sports Talk. And Ellis. Piggybacking off exactly what you just said there, focusing more on the program than the individuals, a lot of Clemson fans still look back to that 4th and 16 conversion against LSU in the 2012 Peach Bowl as the singular moment that changed Clemson's program and the pendulum maybe started to swing a bit into their favor within our state. Do you think, and this may be an oversimplification, but do you think these last two games, the win over Tennessee and then, of course, the win against Clemson, do you think this will be looked back at a few years from now as the moment where Beamer's program changed and maybe the pendulum is starting to swing into the Gamecocks' favor?
2: Only if I do what I said. you got to pour the money into football. We're trying to be everything to everybody. you got to get out and recruit. you got to bring in better players. If you try to live off the portal, this is a portal team, okay? And teams in the portal teams are like the old Juco teams. They're hot and cold, inconsistent. I, I don't think you can say what these two games mean three or four years out in the future. I think it definitely helps their image, definitely helps them with certain kids wanting to listen, wanting to come visit, wanting to see what's going on here, but you have to have these kind of seasons back to back to back, or it doesn't make any difference. Let
0: me ask you this, both of you real quick. We got about two minutes. Chuck. In his press conference yesterday, and, of course, Dabo Sweeney has been very uh, generous in his praise of South Carolina and congratulating them, saying all the right things. One thing he did say yesterday was, for his program, it is unacceptable, as he put it, unacceptable to lose that game with an emphasis on that game. What do you think is going on in his mind after losing to the Gamecocks for the first time in eight years?
1: Well... I can't get inside his mind. But, you know, I, I think it just goes along with what we've said. The expectations there do not, um, you know, do not uh, uh, allow for them to lose to South Carolina. Hmm. I mean, that's the expectation. So when he says it's unacceptable, I mean, you know, they, I mean, they can't. They can't even fathom that they would lose to South Carolina because you know that's that's you know mm. I mean they they just they don't accept that fact
0: and and Ellis that kind of piggybacks what you're telling South Carolina I mean have they ever had will they ever have that expectation about playing Clemson that it will be unacceptable for them to lose to Clemson will they is that kind of the point you're trying to make with their football program.
2: History says no, Phil. I mean, it's not Ellis Johnson's opinion. Just look at the history. And and I mean, I'm I'm excited. This game hopefully made this rivalry again. But if you look back, not only have they won seven or eight in a row, they ain't been close. So I think that this this is one of the best things to happen this rivalry. I'm I'm born and raised in South Carolina. I love the place. I love high school football in South Carolina. I, I all my dreams. Clemson and Carolina both be undefeated every year and play for the national championship. I'd be sick of that. But I'm, just look at the history and read what it says. I don't have to say what I think. It's right there black and white. So they got to decide what they want to be, and they got to put the emphasis where it needs to be, and especially if you're going I mean, we're talking about the Carolina-Clemson game now, but you play in the SEC. If you want to boy up and play in the SEC in football, then you better put your resources there. Because, as we know, there's some bad boys in that conference. And you're not going to consistently win unless you feed the cash
0: cow. Yeah. And people are happy right now. But, you know, eight wins, nine wins this year. But you know the fans next year, they'll want an SEC East championship. They'll want another win over Clemson at home. Yeah, they want to play. All, I mean, you're right. The, the expectations, this is what you That's built. good. Yeah. This is. Can they deliver that's good, though?
2: But, that, but figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah, but can they deliver? Chuck got about thirty seconds. I mean, depending on the roster turnover too. Who knows what your team's going to look like next year?
1: Well, yeah, that that's the big unknown. I mean, you have no idea who's going to stay, who's going to go, who they're going to be able to bring in. I mean, and Ellis is right. I mean, you can't build a program on the transfer portal. You can fill some holes, but you know they've got to recruit. You know, high school kids, and build the program that way. I mean, that's how you build a program, not through the portal. And um, and 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 again, and he's right. The the SEC. I mean, Florida's just going to get better and better. Tennessee's getting better. Georgia is Georgia. I mean, it, it's tough just on the east side. You know. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, uh, but they had a great season. And they're finishing on a good note, and, and recruiting should go well. And, you know, I mean, so right now, I mean, they just need to build on it. And, and, and he needs to, you know, the one thing Muschamp couldn't do is hire a good offensive coordinator.
0: Got, got, hey, to, got ru- to I understand. Got to got run. Done. Thank you, guys. Talk to you again in a couple of weeks.